Hey listeners, it's Megan. And Joby. And we're your two cackling hens. Each week we bring unscripted, off-the-cuff, clucking good banter about a variety of topics. We're the friends you don't admit to knowing, but who say what you're really thinking. Well, hello, Joby. Hi, hi, Megan. Welcome to your podcast. Thank you for remembering to re- welcome I me to my podcast this last week. week. Last week, I was a little I've sad I've been crying inside. about it every night. It's okay. It's Among many, many other ways. It's all good. So, <laughs> how are you doing this week? I am doing great. Final week is gearing up for us. Final week is gearing up. Oh. I know. Hard work. It, it'll pay off, though. You're, you're, you're right there, right at the finish line. Me, mine is postponed a little bit, but you're, you're almost there. You're almost there. Yes, and if I don't smash my head into my desk, <laughs> it, will don't be, do that. it will be great. Don't do it. I'd uh, rather you have a forehead. Yeah, I would too. I, I've come to be quite attached to it. Um, <laughs> it's, it's like it's so close, but it is so far. So far. Know? So far. And then when you're done, you can host a bonfire. You can throw all of your books uh, in them. I am so looking forward to that. Or I can get uh, 73 cents by selling all 200 of them back to the Titan Bookstore. You mean um, you don't want to give them back away for free? That's Basically, <laughs> you are. I hate these, these book buybacks. Oh, they're, they're garbage. They're hella garbage. You go in, you buy a book for $180, you turn around and they look at you like, what, you trying to sell your book back? Oh, all right, we'll give you uh, two cents for it. What? Practically nothing. Worth I think better off selling it on eBay or Amazon. I or highly recommend that yeah. you do that. Or I just get lazy. I keep them, you know? Yeah. And it makes me look really smart when people come over. That's what, that's what I was going to say. I love a full shelf. Me too. Because people assume you've read every single book on that shelf. Literally, they know that shelf is like 75% skim. Yep. Introduction, conclusion. <laughs> that book <laughs> that's is a, about it. That, that shelf is a skim shelf full of skimmed books. But this week, we're not talking about books. Books aren't our guilty pleasure. We're talking about other oh. things that are our guilty pleasure. Yes, but first and foremost, not guilty about this at all, our love of Idris Elba. Oh, that's right. We have an update. We our have to update. March Madness Bay Bracket. Yep. Give us the update, Jody. Update. Idris Elba was the winner, by the way, in he case was. you guys don't remember. Um, in case you couldn't have guessed that he wasn't the winner, shame on you. Um, he was a winner, but he's off of the market officially. He just got married in late April to a beautiful, mm. beautiful model. I guess I won't be breaking up their marriage anytime soon. But they got married in Morocco. Beautiful wedding. He's married now. He's he's off the off the market. Lately. I heard your cries all the way, all the Literally, way from Long Beach. It was one of those cries and in, in those scenes in the movies where it was just like no. It was heart wrenching. It was hard wrenching. But you know, the, yeah. I don't know. That's Congratulations odd. to the happy couple, I, I guess. guess. I don't know. I guess. Ed Campbell's yeah. at their wedding. Yeah, whatever. It's a thing. Yeah. But uh yeah, I mean he's still the winner. But yeah. you know, singleness is not a uh condition. Uh, maybe it should be <laughs> in the next years. But yeah, Idris, he's off the market, he's, he's gone. Off the market. I was very sad, yet very happy. happy. Yeah. Best of very luck. Very happy. Him. Yeah. You know. But more importantly, yeah. uh, the Met Gala. The Met Gala. The Met Gala happened. That's right. Now, I did not watch it, and I am vaguely aware of even what it is, because who cares except for the photos <laughs> of what everyone's wearing? So, you know, you know the Met, the, yeah. the art museum, 
in New York, they have this gala dedicated to some of their um, their fashion works. I think it's for the costume department. Yeah. Some kind of fundraiser. The costume department. Yeah. It's just a way for a bunch of uh, fashion nerds to get together. I mix love in it. with with celebrities. Some of my favorite photos of the year. Because after a while, it gets kind of, you know, oh, another pretty dress. That's nice. Who cares? Yeah, but what's different about the Met is that there's a theme every year. And so it really, those themes adhere to the the costume atmosphere, like the, the artsy kind of theater atmosphere that they have already. And on top of that, the theme this year was camp. Which is great. I loved it. <laughs> I love camp. If you if you don't know what camp is, it's the exaggeration and drama combined with fashion. Uh, it's meant to be very eye-catching. It's meant to turn heads. Um, if I was going to think of one person who embodied camp really, really well, it would be like John Waters or mm. uh, Jojo Siwa <laughs> for the younger crowd. Nice. Very, very, very campy. It's kind of a mix of kitsch. And couture, I think. Great. Right? It's great. And uh, not everyone understood it. Not everyone will understand. Not everybody goes to camp. That's very true. I went to to camp. (laughs) I did not like it. My mom still has letters from me that I, postcards actually, because the counselors wanted to be able to read everything you wrote on them. Uh And my letters are like, this is the worst place of my life. Come and get me. I hate all of the counselors here. I'm miserable. Did you do the hello, Mara? Hello, (laughs) Mara. Here I am. I did fake a fever once. (laughs) No, you didn't. They had one of those little crappy thermometers. Yeah. And when they weren't looking, I snuck out and sat in direct sunlight so that my temperature would be really high. You know what? It was like 106. No, you did it. And they didn't believe me and they wouldn't let me call home. (laughs) I was very upset. I was very indignant, too. I was like, how could you think I was faking? If you think about it, camp is really just like a prison for kids. It is. It really is. I have a barracks. You have a mess hall. I stand by that. You yes. have scheduled activities. Awful. You go inside and you got to go back into the into the barracks. Don't force fun on me <laughs> with mosquitoes. I make don't accept. Wear a uniform. Oh, camp I, shirts. Yeah, I was not. A, I was not a camp kid. I was not about it. Yeah. I didn't like it. But that's what we're talking about. Um, I'm gonna say one of my favorite entrances. It's got Lady Gaga. Oh yeah. The woman had four outfits. Oh yeah. It was a show. Oh it was yeah. Great. And you know what? Here's the thing. She didn't have different costume changes throughout the night. She had it as she was working the pink carpet. She had on this. I was like, everyone was thinking, okay, what is Gaga going to do? What is she going to do? She's going to do something amazing. And so when she comes out in this pink overflowing gown, it's like, okay, well, I guess yawn. But then as she starts to kind of cascade down the stairs, each outfit pulls apart and it is so camp oh so it is so good. camp she knew the theme and there were some people who just there's people who kind of can get confused about camp yeah and i think some people were just like nah eh. <laughs> liam hensworth wore a black tux he wasn't guy, the guys at the met gala usually just wear black tuxes but not billy porter oh of course who's amazing who also had one of my favorite oscar looks the tuxedo dress Oh, I did not but, see that. Oh, it's uh, the top is a tuxedo and the bottom billows out into this 
full voluminous like black. It's incredible. Oh, he had an amazing every day. look at every day. <laughs> Honestly, I think that maybe out of all of the 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 participants, I think that he was the number one look. He was great because if you look, I'll briefly describe his look, but it's very golden and he has um. It's wings. very golden. He has wings, and it's it's a beautiful sequin kind of one, not a onesie, but it's so hard to describe. We'll put up pictures. We'll yeah, put up pictures. Um, they're, they're beautiful. Katy Perry showed up as Pure One Imports, which I thought was a, <laughs> a bold really? move for her. I thought she was TJ Maxx. It was home. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty great. Uh, Janelle Monet was very another camp. interesting look with yes. a, kind of a Mad Hatter Picasso thing going yeah, very, on. Yeah, very, very Picasso, which I really enjoyed. Uh, what were some of your what were some of your favorite looks of the night? Some of my favorite looks. Um, I did not like. Well, this is my disfavorite. I did not like Lupita Nyong'o's mm. look. I thought that whoever designed the look, I felt like it could have gone the extra mile. I felt like it was trying too hard to be camp without actually being camp. I get that. Um, I don't know who Kiki Lane is, but her outfit was kind of cute. Um, I felt that Kim Kardashian's look was a little too plain for me. It wasn't yeah. camp. It wasn't camp. It wasn't camp. Slightest. Like at all. Um, and we're looking at some pictures now in case you guys are wondering what we're doing. We're looking at Tessa Thompson's look. And she kind of has like a dominatrix theme going on with her hair. It's like a long ponytail that turns into a whip. Okay. Yeah. That's not camp, though. And she's got a riding crop. That's not camp, though. That's that's kind of Alice, Alice in Wonderland meets S&M. Yeah, and she's standing uh, next to Katie Holmes, who clearly didn't know what the theme was. <laughs> she bland, Katie Holmes thought the theme was the Oscars. I mean, you gotta, you just gotta give it up for the creativity of some yeah. of these designers. Um, I believe one of my favorite looks of the evening was Ezra Miller. That I forgot about that. Was yes, incredible. He had yes. like this. I don't know who the makeup artist was, but they painted multiple eyes oh, it's all camp. over his face, it's and it is super phenomenal. Camp. Yes. And another look that I absolutely adore, Jared Leto. I got. I, I'm not a huge fan of Jared Leto, but he he nailed the theme, carrying a head of himself. Of course, <laughs> and it's you an exact it. replica of his face. It's crazy. You gotta love it. I mean, and the other one. Oh yeah, RuPaul was one of my favorite uh, looks as well. Uh, RuPaul is wearing a multicolored zebra suit. I, that's the best description Oof. I can give. It's kind of like a. It's kind and of like sparkles. a an underwater zebra. Oh, great! A Tris Caribbean Ellis zebra. Ross, I think, really nailed the camp yes. theme as well. Her dress actually transforms into a picture frame. Yeah, which is kind that's of incredible. Really cool, but she has to hold her arms up like that. All she night. does, and that sounds terrible. <laughs> which is why Jovi and I will probably not be attending next year's weekend. <laughs> So, you know, don't look for us. Um, but, I mean, people often dismiss fashion. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of it is because it's a quote-unquote girly thing. But fashion is art. A lot of it is stupid and silly. Absolutely. Without a doubt. But you know what else is stupid and silly? A lot of paintings and sculptures. <laughs> They're dumb, too. All right? Not all of it is great. The skill and the level of detail and, and intricacy that goes into a really beautiful piece of fashion is something to be applauded and celebrated. I think it's, it's worth, I think the Met Gala is kind of what that's all about. Yeah. And where else in the world will you see 
this many sequels. Exactly. Nowhere else. Exactly. Nowhere else. It's great. It's um, wonderful. I love fashion. I know Jovi does too. And uh, I'm not guilty about it. Which no. leads perfectly, because I set it up that way, into <laughs> our main segment. We're talking about guilty pleasures this week. One of my favorite topics. Yes. I want to say it like a sex operator. Guilty pleasure. Exactly. I would also like to point out that um, guilty pleasures is kind of uh, misleading because I am neither guilty. (laughs) I'm not guilty about any of these things. In fact, are there really guilty pleasures if we're we're admitting to the fact that we find them pleasurable? True. That's actually Hmm. something to think about. But we all know what the term kind of means, right? That feeling it evokes. Like, I shouldn't be liking this, but I like it. Yeah. And we all know what it means, even though, like, a lot of us aren't guilty about it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jovi, hit me with your first guilty pleasure. I really love this one, by the way. I was surprised to see it. I'm going to set this joke up. I'm going to hit you, baby, one more time with my guilty pleasure. My guilty pleasure is also shared by Britney Spears. Let me tell you what my guilty pleasure is. I, okay, I, inside of me, depending on the context, lives an 85-year-old woman. (laughs) (laughs) I get that. I love miniatures. And what I love about miniatures is that they're cute little replicas of real-life things. I don't know what it is. And what I really like are little mini furniture pieces. I really like them. And apparently, so does Britney Spears. And on her Instagram, BuzzFeed kind of flagged this. They were the first ones to kind of say, wait a minute, what is that a, what, is that a mini bed? Yes. If you look at Britney Spears' pictures over the course of about a year, in the background, there's like videos of her working out and pictures of her working out. She has little mini pieces of of, uh, furniture and they're very cute and adorable. And I get it. Miniatures are very cute and very fun. I love miniature furniture. I love those little Japanese erasers that kind of look like real food, but they're just like, like miniatures. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's just the thought that someone made that by hand and it's an exact replica of something in real life. It's just something so itsy bitsy and cute. I, I just love miniatures. That's why we like baby shoes. Yeah. It's just like, oh, it's like mine, but smaller. But it's mine. I get it. Now, did nothing... you have like doll houses when you were a kid? I all? did. And I love. I loved the the Barbie houses and Barbie sets oh. that had like like little mini food and like fake like fake little yep. Barbie food. I don't know what it was about it, but I I thought it was really cute and I loved it. Oh, I think they're great. Isn't it great? I, I love dollhouses. You have no idea. Oh my god! I begged for a Barbie dream house, and it took too long to get one, so I built my own. It oh, was, nice. <laughs> it's a level of craftsmanship that nobody is going to be envious of. It was terrible. <laughs> But I just, I'm like you, I love, I love looking at dollhouses and seeing like, oh my God, somebody carved a teeny tiny little rotary phone. (laughs) Every single time I go to Target and I'm with someone, which I'm sorry if they're tagging along with me, we're going to stop in the toy aisle. I have to see what little miniature Barbie things that they have now. And I love looking at the little furniture and the outfits and like the Barbie resort. Barbie Pizza Hut edition. And it's like a little pizza. And it's like a little box for the pizza to be in. And I'm like, this is so cute. I am now realizing that we need to do a whole show on Barbie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's done. Done deal. Oh, love it. All right. Uh, Look for it. (laughs) I I love love miniatures. And another guilty pleasure. I'm going to lay it on you. Another one. This kind of goes back to that old woman that's inside me. 
eavesdropping. Uh, I love knowing stuff about people <laughs> when they don't know this, see again. that you'll never see again. <laughs> For example, prime example, we're both students. I was on campus the other day and I was, you know, just sitting there minding my own business, eating my food. These two lovely young women were just sitting next to me and I just so happened to listen to their conversation. And they were talking about some things that I took notes on. And what they were talking about was how to get away with farting in public without people knowing. And I was thinking, like, I'm eavesdropping about them farting in public. Are they farting in public right now? Maybe. The trick is you gotta walk anything. really fast. Yeah, you gotta walk really yeah. fast. Yeah. <laughs> and then this, this this woman started talking about like how she was at this dinner and how she got she was at this fancy dinner and how she got away with farting in that restaurant. And she was like, you won't even believe it. She was like, farting in restaurants is the best place to fart because you know you have all of these dishes being transferred back and forth from the kitchen. You have the smells. You have people being distra- distracted by the ambiance. And she started talking about all of these factors. Smart. And I was like, this is a really good conversation. Smart. Also, you got a ton of people to blame. Exactly. That was one of the things she said, too. Yeah. You, you got to have... look around with that look on your face like, oh, God, what oh, is that? Oh, <laughs> Yeah. And she was like, it's a, it, she was like, it's a cover on both ends, both smells and sounds. It's I a perfect that. place to fart. Because I have a similar one, and it's when I'm on a public computer and someone hasn't logged out <laughs> of their Facebook and whatever else. You best believe, anonymous individual, uh-huh. that I'm gonna snoop. Okay. What have you found? Nice. What have you found? I once uh, found an open email. Okay. All right. That was sent from like a religious cult. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. What? Okay. Yeah. This person was in a cult? I, they never responded, but you know, it, maybe. Okay. Maybe. What? Okay. What were the cult people saying? It was a woman who okay. was emailing him and she was talking about how women aren't supposed to wear pants because pants for women doesn't exist. So she threw all of her pants out and apparently she had like 40 pairs, which can we just talk about for a second that you had 40 pairs of pants? She threw out 40 pairs of pants because her cult said she couldn't wear pants. Yeah. She also said that uh, women shouldn't be wearing makeup because makeup leads to temptation from the opposite sex. Temptation leads to fornication and fornication leads to abortions. Train of okay. logic. Okay. <laughs> These people are out there. Yeah. These people yeah. farting in restaurants and people throwing away their pants. That's not a real vendetta against uh, athleisure wear. Because <laughs> it, uh, it too was very tempting. And she didn't have so- a car at the time. So she said she's very uncomfortable riding a bike and feeling the bike seat between her legs. <laughs> so she's looking into getting a scooter. So. <laughs> And you may ask, how do you remember all this in such great detail? And my answer would be, because I screenshotted that fucker. Right? <laughs> that's how. That's amazing. Amazing. And that's how you start conversations. And that's how you start conversations. Yeah. And then I logged out. Okay. It was up. <laughs> it was right there. But here's the thing. Serves that person, right? Log out log out then maybe i wouldn't be eavesdropping on your conversations whether they're virtual or verbal turned on the computer is right there in front of me you leave your medicine cabinet open (laughs) i'm looking all right you keep it shut i won't take a peek that's secret you leave it open you're fair game fair game fair game wow i like that yeah yeah 
Similar. <laughs> similar. Very, very, very similar. And it's kind of interesting because I would <laughs> I would shame eavesdroppers in college. I made up what as an undergrad. Um, an 18-year-old, as an 18-year-old, I made up this song about eavesdroppers. Um, <laughs> because one time, my friend and I were sitting on this bench, and somebody was like, I could feel somebody looking at me. And I'm like, I was like, you know what? And by at that time, if you think I'm a little crazy now, I was crazy back then. So then I turned around, and I sang to this person. I was like, eavesdropper, don't turn your head. <laughs> eavesdropper, shut up and go to bed. And I sang it to them. And my friend was like, no, you didn't. I was like, I don't give a fuck. I ain't gonna never see this person ever again. Oh I'm gonna sing this song that I just made up. I 1000% think we should record that as a music video. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really on board with this. You can, you can take that song and you can sing it to people and I guarantee they will stop eavesdropping. Like don't it. do it to me because I like to eavesdrop. <laughs> so don't sing it to me because it's my song and I'll probably sing all, along with you. But sing it to somebody who's eavesdropping on you. Yeah, for Just that matter, like, don't snoop in my emails. So. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I leave myself logged in. Exactly. That's well, just for other folk. Which you won't because you're smart. You won't, yeah, log, you won't leave yourself yeah, logged in. I remember. Yeah. Um, so that's a, that's a big one of mine. Uh, my other biggest guilty pleasure, and I love it so much, creeping in wedding chat rooms to watch all the drama. What is unfold. with you and snooping? It is... <laughs> delightful it's delightful wow okay i am a voyeur to all of this first of all great i have a question for you they what are wedding chatters okay so there's a website (laughs) called weddingbee.com and they have forums where people can ask questions or post pictures of their wedding or ask advice from other uh they call themselves the bees. It makes a lot of sense. Wait a minute. It's a community? Oh, it's a whole community. So there are people who have been on it for a long time that are already married and their wedding has passed and they just like to give out advice. There are people who are getting married. It's, it's a whole thing. It's mostly women, right? Yeah. And it's mostly people asking for advice or asking others to, you know, hey, look at this photo of me in my wedding dress. You know, what do you think? And it's a lot of it is very supportive and, and loving and it's like a family and that's yeah, not what I'm there for. I am there. <laughs> I am there for the drama. Oh, and there yeah. is so much drama. People share some crazy ass stories about family feuds. Uh, the like the uh, the the mother-in-law and the other mother-in-law not getting along and fighting. Wait a minute. These are people sharing these personal things it's that are going on in their lives with perfect strangers on forums. That's what the internet's for. <laughs> no use therapy. Okay, so what are some stories that you've that you've read? One of my favorites was there was a woman who made up this who told this very sad story about how, like, in the the weeks leading up to her wedding, she found uh, messages, you know, that her fiancé was sending to another woman. Oh, come on. And then it turned out that that woman was her maid of honor. <gasps> and so she went on and on, and everybody rushed to her aid, right? Yeah. To, to tell her, you know, how to deal with it, and they were so sorry. So sorry. And after a couple of weeks, this, this girl writes a post and says, Haha, just kidding. I made it all up. <laughs> no, <laughs> she did it. So insane. Why would you? And the backlash against her 
was just incredible to well, watch yeah, unfold. Because she's a sociopath. Exactly. And she tried to make another account and post on the other account. And then there was a separate thread about how to detect her in the chat and ban her. It was amazing. What is wrong with you? I don't know. Not you, but yeah. like, you know what I mean? What? No, no, no. What is wrong with people? My favorites also are brides asking if they're being too unreasonable with their bridesmaids. So there's things called like bridesmaids contracts where <laughs> brides will actually have their bridesmaids sign a contract saying like, I will maintain this certain weight no. by this date. I will not color my hair. I will only paint my nails. This Yes, it's insanity. This is, this is what people do that? Yes. And then there are bridesmaids on there complaining about the, the bride. Oh, it's so drama filled. It's so great. Wow. Weddings are the biggest source of drama ever. Hence the show Bridezilla. Eggs. Which is exactly. always fun to watch. So this is essentially Bridezilla, yes. but in a but in a format, in a yeah. forum, in a where forum. people can actually comment instead of screaming at the TV. And also just like watching everyone thinks that their piece of advice is the best. Mm-hmm. And that they know best. Do they have like you it's know sometimes so like you know how sometimes I can form like Quaria? Quaria? Yeah, something like Reddit. Like they'll have like the person's like picture, their name, and why they're an expert. Is it does it have that on the on the wedding? So form? I haven't been on in a really long time, but I do know that the amount of posts that you contribute to the site levels you up in the <laughs> rank, and they have like different levels. So when you're just starting out, you're a bumblebee. And then you move up to, like, an expert bee and a, a honey bee. And, uh, yeah, it's crazy. And then queen bee. Exactly. Man. It's, if you're ever bored <laughs> and you can't sleep and you are watching a show and you need something to scroll through on your phone because nobody ever actually watches shows anymore, <laughs> I highly recommend wedding forums. They are amazing. Oh, wow. So drama filled. Oh, I need to get on that. It's like a reality show come to life. Oh, yeah. Which is my other guilty pleasure. Trashy reality <laughs> shows. I love, I love trashy reality shows. I hate them. I love them. I can't get enough of them. They're great. They're what, terrible. Okay. They're a scourge of society. What do you consider them. a trashy reality show? Because there's obviously a difference between The Bachelor and yes. The Bachelorette and Bachelor Rock of Paradise. And Bachelor of Paradise and Rock of Love. Or like, oh, Rock of Love <laughs> is such a trash fest, and I used to love it. Now, a lot of my trash reality shows come from like that mid two thousands, early two thousands oh, era, yeah, where we hated feminism, and <laughs> these shows are just awful. So, Rock of Love was up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daisy of Love, my got favorite her own spinoff. Since we're going back in time to that period. Mine was Flavor Love. of Love. Was that was great. my favorite. And then I Love New York got her own show. Yes, she had like three seasons. <laughs> she had her did own reality show. She, like, did j- different jobs. Yes, she had a reality. <laughs> she had a dating show. I loved it. And then she had a show where she, like you said, like she was doing different jobs. And yeah. Stuff. And now she has her own talk show she really? on YouTube. Good for her. Yeah. Good for her. There was one that I loved to pieces, though. It was called Tool Academy. I remember Tool Academy! <laughs> it was my 
my absolute favorite. <laughs> the premise was so stupid. These women with these idiot boyfriends uh-huh. brought them on the show under false pretenses, even though clearly they knew what they were getting into. Mm-hmm. And the guys think that they're like competing for like guy of the year or something. And then it's revealed that they're actually going to like charm school, reform school. And they are just the biggest douchebags. Yeah. And it is so good. And I wish I could find it. I would totally, totally watch can. all of it. It's the internet. It's somewhere. It's somewhere. It's everywhere. I gotta, I gotta watch these trash reality shows. Because it makes me feel better about myself. That's pretty much all you need. Yeah. And that's kind of that's my guilty pleasure. For. Watching things that I shouldn't, shouldn't make mm-hmm. me feel good about myself. Like, um, I don't know, intervention. Yeah, um, that's kind of why I watch it. To watch human misery. Like, I might be stressed, but I am not trying to get drunk off of hand sanitizer. <laughs> so. And going, no, you yeah, shut up. Life is good, you know? You shut up. I'm not the loudest person in the room. But you know what? I don't think we're alone in any of these guilty pleasures. No. No. So hit us up on uh, Instagram. Instagram and yeah. let us know what some of your guilty pleasures are. I would love to hear about them. And if you don't want anybody to know, just DM me. I ain't gonna tell nobody. Yeah. We will we'll creep on your DMs. But you know. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's about it. No, so. But I want to know. We want to know. Let I us know. know. DM us or uh, let us know on Instagram because we'd love to be a part of that conversation. There are probably a million more guilty pleasures that we could talk about, but yeah. uh, we're tired and we want to go home. Exactly. It's finals week. It's finals week. Yeah. So that brings us to my favorite part of this week and every week. Jovi, what are you crushing on? What am I crushing on? So this week, well, I've been crushing on this particular crushing on for a while now. So there is this uh, abstract hip hop slash R&B artist from Chicago. His name is Toby Lou. And what I like about his music is that it's all about black boy joy. And he's very, very heartfelt in his music. His sound, it's kind of like a fun new wave kind of R&B. And it kind of has a little bit of a, a, like a trap beat, like a little bit of a slap to it. So it sounds good in your radio. And like I said, he sings and he raps about like being happy and he also sings and raps about being a fragile person. Um, some of his his songs that he that he does, one of my favorite songs that he does, it's called Buff Baby. And one of the lines, it kind of goes, he, he says, um, I'm a, I'm a buff baby, but I didn't like a man. <laughs> it's part of the course. It's very cute. And he's very, very about being true to himself. Like his style is very... He has these little blonde puff balls in his hair and sometimes he wears star stickers on his face. And one of his influences is Kanye West. And you see that a lot in his iconography with his his album art. Because I was looking at his album art and I was like, his album art is very similar to, I don't know if you remember Kanye West's graduation album in 2007. I played the it was my favorite. Oh my it's God. one of my favorite albums ever. It's Back when, when Kanye was... Oh, yeah. Uh, that's just, just know, yeah, uh, yeah. Enough said. Yeah, pre- prehistoric Kanye. There we go. So yeah. prehistoric Kanye was Toby Lou, and I'll spell his name just in case you want to look him up. His name is Toby Lou, and it's spelled T-O-B as in boy I-L-O-U. You can find his music on SoundCloud 
on uh, Spotify. And Buff Baby is one of my favorite songs. He's another cute song called High Score. And he has a really, really deep song with uh, rapper Michael Christmas. It's called Not the Only One. And it's about depression, actually, and not getting things right in life and being down in yourself. And some of the lyrics from the song includes, um, I didn't go outside today, and I know I'm not the only one. Wow. Pretty deep Check song. Yeah. So I, I love Toby Lou. He's very, his, a lot of his music is very fun. Um, a lot of it kind of ages me because I'm like, okay, yeah, how many times are you going to talk about chiefing, up, chiefing it up in your van and, you know, going back to those early 20s, being broke, just kind of living life. It's it's a fun listen. Early 20s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fast forward to now. I'm, so <laughs> I'm like, what, is, what has changed in my life? Nothing. Thank you, Toby Lou. So if you just need something to bump in your car. To check that out and we'll yeah. link to it. On yeah, our, yeah on we'll, our link it. we'll link yeah. it. Uh, so this week, what's making me happy is I wrote an article recently for uh, World of Dance magazine, WAD magazine, about female tap dancers. Really? The top 10 female tap dancers. Shameless plug. We are absolutely going to promote this article. A thousand percent because I wrote it. And it led me to a lot of tap dancers that I had never heard. I was only kind of familiar with the, the classics. Um, Ginger Rogers and Eleanor Powell, Shirley Temple. And it led me specifically to a tap dancer named Sarah Reich, who is, I mean, for lack of a, she's incredible. And she rose to fame uh, dancing for something called Postmodern Jukebox. Um, It's pretty popular. A lot of people have heard of it. They do vintage covers of pop songs. So they'll do like a 1920s big band version of Lady Gaga's Bad Romance. And it's really, really, really good. I highly recommend you check them out online. They're really fun. And she dances for them a lot. And she she has danced uh, to the Star Wars theme. It's called The Tap Awakens, and it's so, so, so cute. It went viral a few years ago. She did an evolution of tap dance video that I highly recommend you check out. Wait She's a just incredible. There's an evolution of yeah. tap? Whenever in I style. think of tap, yeah. for some reason, an old-timey ragtime song exactly. kind of goes off in my head. Exactly. Or someone's, like, we're cranking up the Vitrola. There apparently is an <laughs> evolution of style. Wow. And it's, pre- it's pretty neat to watch, honestly. But she recently, I think last year, put out her own jazz album. And what's really, really neat about this is she uses her tap dancing as percussion in the songs. Oh. So she has this really darling video that we'll link on our social called Baked Beans. It's just a cute summertime, upbeat, fun song. And her tap dancing is incorporated into the music. Not as a solo thing, but like actually as part of the percussion. And I think it's really innovative. I can't believe nobody has done it before. Maybe they have, and I just don't know. So (laughs) don't at me. But it's very well done. It's super cute. I love me some jazz from time to time when I just need something to put on in the background. She's adorable. She's highly, highly talented. So um, I'd like to give her some love. Yeah, and that's Sarah Reich. Sarah Reich, and Reich is spelled R-E-I-C-H. Yep. And Sarah is with an H. Oh, yes. Sarah. Yeah, look her up. We will link to the videos on social, as well as my article. Read it. (laughs) There's more tap dancers out there, and they're great. Read it. Tappa, tappa, tappa. Exactly. That was a Simpsons reference. And with that, I think that brings us to the end of our show. Oh, that's right. Farewell. I know. So, Jovi, uh, good luck on finals. And anyone out there listening right now whose head is just hanging over their desk because they're so tired, 
Hang in there. It's mm-hmm. almost over. Mm-hmm. And remember, almost tell those eavesdroppers, eavesdroppers, shut up and go with a bed. And with that, we are out. We're out. Bye. Bye. Ha, ha, ha.